And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. What's up, hustlers? Welcome back. This is Andrew Morgans, founder of Marknology, here for today's episode of Startup Hustle. I'm bringing you guys an awesome guest. We're going to be talking about how to increase your external traffic. I was in a uh, a, a, a podcast a webinar. It was a it was kind of a panel podcast, honestly. And I met Matt, um, and I he was talking about what he does, and I'm going to explain that to you guys here shortly. But he was explaining about what he does, and I was like, oh my god, I need a full hour with this guy. I think <laughs> what he's doing is amazing, and I wanted to bring it to you guys. So, uh, without further ado, Matt Parker, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you. Cheers, Andrew. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, I'm looking forward to this discussion. I'm sure you've got some great questions for me. I yeah, we're going to have some fun. Where are you coming from? So, uh, yeah, I'm from Greater Manchester in the UK. Um, I've literally, I have been around the world. I've done a few things. I'm sure, I'm sure you're going to dig into that when you just said that to me earlier. You're going to get a, a bit of a bio about me. But, um, yeah, I, I'm just kind of like a northern guy from, from, from uh, just outside of Manchester. Um, and, and, yeah. I mean, are you are you, yeah. a, are you a redhead like me? I can't tell a little bit. Um, I'm not, but my brother and dad are. So I've got a red beard, but I've not got yeah. red hair. <laughs> okay, so he's got a hat on. I've got a red beard. I got a hat on. Uh, you know, I'm 99.7% European per 23 in me. Uh, the 23 in me DNA test. So I'm American mutt as it gets. Um, but I knew me and Matt were going to hit it off. Just like you know, the, his idea is brilliant. Um, you know, working around this Pinterest space. Before we jump into the details in Matt's story, um, shout out to our sponsor for today's episode has made all of this possible. Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. If you're looking to scale your software team, Fullscale.io is a great place to start. All right, Matt, I'd like to start with a little bit with like the hero story um, before we just jump into like business and what we do. And, you know, um, I think it, it's, it all starts with a story. Stories are everything. Um, you know, did you did you always know you're going to be in the e-commerce space? Uh, did you always know you're going to be an entrepreneur? Uh, as, as far back as you want to go, kind of like wh where'd you get started? Okay, um, I'll go into more detail than I've ever been actually, because you've you've actually triggered something in my head. So I've gone way back to when I was a degree student. Um, so I basically started off at degree level after doing sort of graphic design communication. I went into programming, did uh, multimedia and UI interface design. Okay. Um, and obviously that included the old school Macromedia, which is now obviously that got um, acquired by Adobe. And I've seen, you know, I've seen the rise of Adobe from Photoshop one. So maybe I am older than I probably no. self-worth. <laughs> I'm 35. Are you older or younger than me? Oh, I'm older. I'm 39. Okay. 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 40, so. He said that like he was a lot older, but barely. It's just when you see these things popping up now, you know, you've got different versions. You kind of go, oh, I remember the first one and it kind of takes you back. So, um, but yeah, no, I, I, I did all that kind of stuff. And what's interesting is, is that uh, I did my degree around about the 1999, 2000 mark. And at that point, um, what the reason I'm, I'm, I'm explaining this now is because I think it'll come full circle with what yeah. we're going to. And so... The stuff we were doing interactively in JavaScript was very relatable to things like the metaverse that's coming up. And it was kind of like, you know, looking into the dynamics of creating a, a Flash-based uh, interactive website where people could shop. You click on a shop, you buy a product. And it's kind of, the, 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 the sad part is we've been through this whole process and I've followed this throughout my life in that I've ended up in e-commerce because what happened overnight is that the blogs came out. You had bootstrap coding, you had Twitter, you had all these things popped up. And suddenly, interactive sites became uh, a thing at the back of the room. Um, and, you know, the motion imagery didn't yet. I mean, man, I'm going off 56K modems where you could hear it in the it background. Yeah, 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 exactly. yeah, yeah. So we didn't have the bandwidth. We didn't have the technology. Too early. Exactly, too early. And we're working in Dreamweaver, working in ones and zeros. 
grid systems, all that kind of technical stuff. And uh, from there, I had an exhibition at the London Tower, and then I got some placements as an intern, uh, working alongside some decent companies. I was working with BBC Television. Uh, no big deal. You know, and and, and we did. Uh, I did some DVD interactive um, UI interface designs for Universal Studios for the music department and different things. So that was cool. That was kind of <laughs> DVDs. You know, you, you hear that name now, and it's kind of like. That's gone as quick as it came in, and that's what I'm saying. Things move so quickly. So, um, so yeah. Moving forwards, I went from my degree, did my exhibition, did a few placements, and then I actually became ill with uh, Lyme disease. I had Lyme disease. Nobody knows okay. this. I've never really spoke about this, and it kind of knocked me on my knocked me on my ass. Sorry to say, you know. Yeah, yeah. It, it knocked me back. And um, at that point, I'd actually been over to Los Angeles. Uh, I'd written some scripts. I got on Tarantino School of Excellence. I came back home. I was a bit of a nomad, but I knew I wanted to be in the multimedia industry somehow. Uh, but I was so ill, I had to reevaluate my life, reevaluate things. I was actually working at the time that I became ill for a big company who was working on uh, a, a contracts like um, Prudential and Bulbis Lendlease. So they're kind of the companies that own Petronas Towers in Kuala Lumpur. Uh, and, and so I, I had to come out. I was working on things that I enjoyed, but I had to come out because I was too ill. So um, it was actually a blessing in disguise because it made me reevaluate things. And um, yeah, I kind of started looking at the e-commerce side of things. So I was like, you know, I can see things developing with imagery and, you know, just small scale, non-blog kind of movement with multimedia. So I started off on eBay, of all places, because uh, there wasn't any Amazon, literally mm-hmm. no Amazon. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I kicked off a, a business that became five or six figures a couple of years. And then I created another eBay store. And then Amazon came along with Buy On Demand. Um, and obviously, I had to have a go at that because me being me, I can't help myself. I thought eBay, buy would... it now. Is that what you mean? Is that what you said? I'm sorry. Uh, sorry. What came so, out? So, buy so On Demand. Obviously, yeah, sorry. So, obviously, with eBay at the time, it was more an auction-based algorithm. So, you've got the timestamp algorithm. But... With Amazon, what they were trying to obviously coin, which they have, is the sort of buy on demand uh, audience, you know, yep. buy it, get it tomorrow. They weren't into that Amazon. They were mostly auction and just about 30 day buy it now kind of thing. So they thought, obviously, Amazon saw a gap in that market. And I, and I moved with the times with that. Um, so, same. So, just so, just for like pausing there for a second, same thing. Like, I, I'm an Amazon, you know, I built an Amazon agency. It started with eBay. Um, ah, right. Basically, I got, I feel like I had maximized out what I could learn on eBay uh, in yeah. regards to not that I couldn't build the business or whatever, but I was truly, I'm truly passionate about e-commerce. Like I actually care about the science of yeah. these marketplaces and um, it's problem solving for me. And I like it. I enjoy it. I want to be the best. I want to figure out why it's working like this. Like that comes natural to me. I'm not just a businessman, you know? So there's a difference. There's a lot of great agency owners and different things that, you know, know how to build teams and know how to brand and know how to, you know, all those types of things for me, it very much started with just a passion for e-commerce. I was like, it's pulling in kind of creativity. And on eBay, I was able to make these bundles and I was using like Photoshop, kind of like give yeah. myself some borders <laughs> and include this item and this item and this item in a photo. And I've got now I've got a bundle and that's what's the difference between me and the competitors and the item specific things I could change and uh, the SEO, right, uh, of the titles and, and, and descriptions. Um, and then Amazon came along, which was the complete opposite of that. You couldn't customize the descriptions. You couldn't change anything around. You had to have white background photos. You yeah. had to have like all these kind of like, uh, it wasn't about taking photos of your dad's stuff in the garage. It was instead like find, you know, f- more legitimate. It felt more legitimate in regards to yeah. who they wanted on the platform. So I made the same transition. I loved Amazon because it seemed like there was endless possibilities in regards to the things you could do proactively to grow them. And I liked that. I, I, I liked that part versus eBay. It was like, there's a point where you've got it set up and now you just like, let it go. You let it do its thing. Yeah, um, it, I agree. It, came, it became stagnant. Uh, mm-hmm. They had the opportunity to move in a different direction, but I think that that's what happens with these things. This is why I'm always keeping an ear to the ground. That's why I'm doing Pinterest now, because I think that, that, that there's such dynamic shifts that happen that, you know, I think people need to be careful. They don't cubbyhole themselves into one ideology because, you know, that is the end of your business because I've done yeah. that. And I stepped back 
And I, I, I started failing because I was like, oh, okay, I've got it all sorted. I've sussed everything out. No, it's e-commerce. And look how fast it's moved with the, obviously with the catalyst known as a pandemic. It's kind of blown everything forwards out of proportion. And everyone was trying to scramble to keep up or, or not keep up because it was a terrible time for a lot of people, uh, but also a good time. So people yeah, so became, it's, so- it's literally a blessing and a curse. I'm living it because, you know, business is growing. More brands than ever are running the e-commerce. You know, more people are buying on online than ever before. Yeah. At the same time, uh, for the brands that are the people I work with uh, day in and day out, it's the hardest it's ever been for us. Uh, you know, supply chain, inflation, yes. uh, competition, uh, yeah. comparing the last, you know, comparing to a pandemic year when numbers were off the charts, you know. So you go like this in 2021, are you still growing or is there a decline? Because, you know, now people can go back to stores. One of the hardest yeah. years, uh, you know, I've been in the business for sure. Definitely. And a weird one as well, because it wasn't scalably, uh, it wasn't scalably traction. You know, you couldn't, you couldn't actually quantify the scalability because it was so erratic. I, mm. I, I've, it's funny really, because I started obviously on eBay, but eventually I paid, I became part of the eBay development global testing team. Okay. So uh, last year I was testing the new personalized feature because uh, we built, <laughs> people got think I'm nuts when I say this, but we built an automated system based on uh, um, different plugins that we built in the Wukong world. And basically it runs 400,000 <laughs> 400, ASINs because uh, we do personalized and it does it on autonomy. Okay. So uh, yeah, when I say that to some people, the heads roll off and go, what, what, what does that even mean? But the reason why I went to Pinterest with this is because we're able to test this with pins and do something different. And we've got this system in the background. Why I've never gone elsewhere and sold that off is because I just like learning. Uh, I know some people don't get that. It's like, why don't you sell it? I have been approached to sell it off. And I'm like, well, where's the fun in that? You, you know, I'm kind of, I'm only here once and I'm getting older. Mm, why not? I like that. A bit, you know? It sounds uh, like something someone from the UK would say for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, you know, it might come to a day where I can't afford to put food on the table and uh, I'm like, oh, well, I don't have a choice. But at the moment, I've got a supporting wife and family and, you know, I think uh, I think it's good and great that I'm able to do this right now. So, uh, sorry, I deviated as well away from No, no, no. Um, this is good. This is good. And, you know, I was just relating like that path that I think that anyone that's a problem solver, that's an investigator or whatever the case might be, a trailblazer, um, you know, you start with something, you learn it, uh, you know, maybe not become an expert, but you learn it. Um, and it kind of creates the next thing, you know, and the next thing. And, and I think that anytime you get into, you're now on a platform that what you maybe found or discovered is now changed quite a bit. Uh, and sometimes you change with it and other times you're like, okay, I'm going to go find, uh, uh, you know, what else is new and, and how I can pull that in. So like, without sure, I do a lot of things on Amazon, but it's, it's really, um, a lot of things I learned before that in e-commerce yeah. that I then brought to Amazon, you know? De- definitely. Absolutely. Definitely. I mean, um, I've got a couple of sayings. I mean, I've got internal staff and I've got with the brands because we've got two seven figure brands and that was part of the case study that we've used uh, for our uh, Pinterest because it was always great to have something internally that you could test because you're able to uh, throw something at a wall and see if it's stuck, but without the uh, expense and risk of, of a client, you know? So that's why we did it. And I thought it's a perfect opportunity because our brand suited the demographics of Pinterest because obviously uh, it depends. It's a very female-orientated 80% marketplace and there's certain things that don't sell. Um, I use Pinterest, by the way. I'm, must, I'm part of the 20%, I guess. So Well, yeah, but but that's that's, that's changing. That's changing because, and the reason I know that's changing, I can see the changes, especially with Gen, Gen, you know, Gen Zs and Millennials. There's a big change there. Um, but yeah, again, I'm going, I'm going off point. This is what I do. My brain's so full of all these things. You've gone from sort no, of. No, I'm going to bring you back, but it's because I like it. I'm actually sticking with you, so I wouldn't even know that you're <laughs> off. I'm like because I think I'm right there with you. I'm like, yeah, me too. Um, and if you need some brands to play with, some seven figure brands to play with, you let me know. Okay, so sure, yeah, that's just a sidebar, but. Um, you know, we have some products or some brands that do very well there. Um, Brilliant. And we yeah. have some that are that have been with me a very long time and are the brands that I get to test with and play with. And, you know, they, they've also um, been on the benefiting side of all of our innovation, you know, so getting Brilliant. getting opportunities on stuff first. Um, I, I love those brands. I know. I'm, so if you have two, I've got a couple, probably two or three, two that are always down to test stuff. So you just let me know. 
Cool. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so so bring it back to Pinterest. You said you started on eBay. You were you had a couple stores going. Um, let's pick up the story there. So you had like a couple stores going on eBay. You were selling products there, doing e-commerce. Yeah. Um, what came after eBay? So. Um... At the moment, I'll start from this point and work backwards. So at the moment, we have still got, or I've got an associative uh, colleague, a director, Sigourney. She's running the uh, the brands, but we've actually got six stores in total. Okay. Um, eBay, Amazon, and uh, Google WooCommerce. Uh, we didn't do Shopify just because I'm a firm believer in Shopify, especially Pinterest. It just didn't give us that freedom as coders, if you know what I mean. It doesn't give you the freedom to be able to be a bit more innovative if you've got that coding background. So that's why we stuck with WooCom. Um, but yeah, um, going back to what you just said, then we, I went on from eBay, then to, uh, Amazon. I've moved, uh, I've moved properties three, four times, uh, okay. started off, started off in a garage, even though I don't come from a really bad background, sort of a middle-class affluent background. I wanted to start off on my own two feet and I bought a heat press cause I'm actually qualified in screen printing. Okay. So a lot of people don't know this side of me and I've never really spoke, but it is in, it's integrated with what we're doing. So uh, now we're based in a warehouse in Manchester. We've got our own screen print studio. We've got a digital print studio. Uh, but what I've had to do, uh, which is a lot of thing, a lot, a lot of uh, directors don't want to do, is step back now because it's become a lot more self-sustained. I've got a great team. It's took me about 10 years to build the skill set up because it's very unique in the way that it operates. And so now... Um, yeah, we moved from eBay to Amazon to Wucom to integrate into Google Feeds. And, and now we're at a point where that's running on autonomy. I can step back and we can use that as an engine when needed to help scale others on Pinterest. And that's the mm. way I'm looking at it. It's kind of like a building block for me. I never thought I'd look at it like that. Uh, it's just kind of worked out that way. And I'm a firm believer in timings. And I think that um, with the skill set of everything that I've spoke about previously now with you, and where I come from, from that multimedia background, and with the uh, the personalized sort of, you know, um, broad, broad, uh, what's the word, demographics of what we sell to from, and it's mostly ladies category from sort of, uh, well, baby ladies from newborn all the way up to ladies wear. So if you think about them demographics and it's clothing, all these things, they're quite affluent on Pinterest. So it's kind of like I've been thrown on a path of innovation but it's been laid out for me, but I've had to take the reins and think, well, it's obviously there. Why not go with the flow? So I have, and I've ended up here where I am now. And that's kind of it really. So I love it, Matt. I, I relate so much. Um, you know, Marknology is a full service agency from creative. I have a creative department to, we actually have a 3PL and warehouse now. So from, really? you know, supply chain to the creative to, uh, you know, being an Amazon advertising agency partner. So we're certified on the ad side too. We're an advertising agency, if you want to see it that way. Um, yeah. Really yeah. like a construction company for digital, uh, yeah. you know, uh, whether you want social media, not that we offer all those things like social media and web design, yeah. but we can, um, you know, we specialize in Amazon, but for building my own brands now, it's felt like Marknology while I was building it and learning along with these other brands for the last 10 years, really has set myself up to just like from start to finish, uh, you know, build brands and support them through whatever they need, you know, whatever that that thing is, instead of having to outsource this or outsource this, it's like, yeah, we can take care of you. Um, you know, whether I'm doing that for my own or for others, um, it's just not how I saw it. But what I really I do see it as a building block, you know, a lot of people are looking to exit their agencies right now and different things going on in space. And for me, I'm like, I'm just this is literally like day one, I'm just getting started. Like I just <laughs> I just solved yeah. one problem. I got more to do. Um, and I think it's cool how you just go with the flow and just, you know, see what opportunities come up. Some of the some of the brands we're working with, I would have never seen, I would have never thought or um, I thought of myself as a creative uh, at one point. And but I was so good at computers and tech that I was like, it'd be stupid to to just try to be a musician when I'm really good at tech, you know, for yeah, example, you know, and so it was like I feel like e-commerce is how I blended the two. Yeah. Uh, you know, being a problem solver with creative, creative ways of doing it, uh, but with a technical background, uh, and it's, it's, and we've, we've chosen these careers or these, like, you know, these industries where you don't get bored if you're doing no, it that's, right. That's exactly right. the point. That's exactly the point. All my internal team, I'll say to them, and I say this a lot, 
they'll, they'll, they'll moan, I'll moan, I'll say things like, oh, why am I putting myself through this? You know, the victimized kind of card, and I'm not a victim, nobody is really, when you look back and step back from it. And we all speak to each other, we have meetings pretty much every month, if not every week, if we can, just to thrash things out. Uh, we're kind of an all the cards on the table kind of crew. And, you know, they'll turn around and say, well, oh, I can't believe this. You know, I've got to do these extra hours and I'll see you don't have to do them. And then they'll go, no, I want to. I want to get this done because it's something different. And I always say to them, if you want to find a nine five, go out there, no problem. But if you want something different and you never want to be bored, trust me, I'm, I, I see myself as a catalyst. And if I can keep that ideology of always pivoting and moving, then whoever, I have, I'm a firm believer you attract what you are. Mm. And, um, you know, I've attracted, I think uh, I'll speak for them because they'll probably agree. I've, I've attracted some crazy, amazing people that uh, innovators off the wall and love to blow things up. And that'll do for me because, like you say, it's who I am. And I've accepted that I don't do mainstream boredom. I don't do, I mean, an exit strategy, I wasn't really sort of... Um, kosher with that i didn't i didn't i wasn't really uh, I, I didn't really know what it was until very recently because all i have ever understood even when i worked in the industry was growth strategies not exits mm. and if you look at the big hitters you know microsoft uh, apple you look at all these big hitters they've never had an exit strategy amazon's mm. not had an exit strategy they've had a growth strategy and so if you look at it from that angle why is the question the reason Your is, game is because small. Exactly. And they're innovators. They want to do something different. So for me, I'm very much, I don't like to let something go, um, not at the expense of my own uh, mental and well-being, but I, 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 I like to make sure that uh, if I can find out and there is a way, I'll try my very best. I'm just a sucker for knowledge, basically. I love, I love it. To... I love it. Birds of a feather. Okay. Like I, I, I like where you're at because this is more the exception than the rule, you know, uh, yes. people. Yeah. And, and and I appreciate that, you know, and it's something I'm navigating myself um, that I just like, I like the challenge. Like, I, you know, before there was streaming, when if I was a kid, I would love streaming and all that stuff today because I was just a mad gamer. Like, I, yeah. you know, I, I was hacking literally games off of porn sites when I grew up in Africa. That's, <laughs> people can laugh at that. But like, all right, so what, what it was, was like these, I'll, I'll explain it in zip files, you know, because yeah. so like zip files you would go download these images from the back end of these porn sites. Okay. You would change the name, the file, the file name, uh, to dot RAR, like dot zip, you know, a oh, zip yeah. or like yeah. it, with a sequence of like one through 200 or something. And you had these 3000 kilobyte image files. that when you combine <laughs> them all together, created a zip, you would unpack that zip and there would be like some exe files in there, ex executables that might like create an install. Right. Uh, and, and, and in Africa, uh, you know, 2000, before 2001, you know, with a satellite, uh, you know, we, I was like putting these things together and bringing pieces from America over to Africa with me, like playing the games that my friends were also getting and, you know, buying at the time. And, um, I just liked doing it, you know, it was like, I just liked solving these puzzles kind of. And it was like, yeah. what, I guess what I was getting at is like the games for me then, um, translate even to the algorithms we're working on now. Uh, and I've gamified them a lot in my mind in regards to like, um, wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm not a Twitch streamer documenting my gameplay, you know, or whatever, yeah. but I won a few Xbox in my day. And, uh, you know, and like even the Amazon algorithm thinking about it, like a scoring system or like a game, you know, when it comes to ROI <laughs> yeah. and business, um, you know, it's different times, you know, it's different times than, than in those early days. But for me, it's still very much a competition uh you know that i'm like oh this person is using direct mail to make their like you know their business or their amazon rankings increase you know by getting some sales that are coming in through direct searches or like you know whatever the case might be and it's like oh yeah. here's another here's another game piece or another clue so to speak on how to how to execute a holistic e-commerce strategy at a high level um and thinking of it in that way as just like what's another you know tip a strategy a, a game hack an angle yeah, yeah exactly yeah I mean, uh, and, you're going back there. Yeah, I mean, it's fun. Like, it's still fun for me 10 years later. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah. Yeah, we are same feather and all that kind of stuff. Because when I go back, uh, I actually had a Spectrum Sinclair ZX when I was two and a half. Okay. And then uh, when I was three or four, I had an Atari uh, XE, which was like just before the Atari STs. 
And then I moved on to, um, I think it was a com- uh, Macro, uh, not Commodore, what was it now? Um, I think it was an Archimedes, which had BBC computers, okay. big, the big floppy drives. And then, yeah, yeah. Uh, and you, you, you might not remember, I'm not sure, but you used to have the I tape drive. My so dad you, had one. Well, yeah, exactly. And then uh, from there, I moved on to a compact computer. But this is the thing, when I was 11, uh, I went through nine compact computers because I got viruses on them through trying to do uh, hacks and trying to create things. And mm-hmm. you know, my dad was convinced that it was about a, a faulty batch, but really in theory, I remember I, I pretty much broke all of them. Um, and then I progressively moved on from there and I've always been interested in gaming like yourself. I mean, even my degree was part of UI interface, was it was kind of part of doing computer game UI interface designing. I've got friends who went on to EA doing other things, animators, digital animators, all that kind of stuff, um, which was cool. But yeah, maybe I see things as the same way as you, but never realized it until I spoke to you. So, you know, interesting, really. I see that as yeah. a, a, a strange but uh, relatable outlook. What you've just Well, I think, I think at, at our age, like in, in our time with tech and where it's come in our lifetime, you know, regardless, mm. yeah. um, we've been here when it went from that stage of like, you know, the big, floppies you know to doom that was you know how many ever floppy did the like cds oh man commander keen and you know like all these games wow Wow. yeah i got you with that one i knew yeah commander Uh, keen wow but you know it was those puzzles and strategies and that was before social media that was before people were limiting their kids with game time that was before you know i grew up in a jungle i had plenty of time to game and play these hard (laughs) these hard strategy games that like once you figure them out like you know makes a business problem in e-commerce honestly seem easy in regards to some of these puzzles yeah. that these games had in the early days and um yeah. you know i'm not i'm not a gamer i'm not paid to game you know but do i bring that like experience to what we do today very much so yeah um and it's been something that for me is still fun and still cha- the, the challenge you know where's the fun in that so to speak <laughs> uh I, I can relate to that a lot um the money is important because it funds everything that we do and it funds the research and, you know, all those kinds of things. But, um, at the end of the day, I never got into this business to exit. Uh, I got into this business to solve problems, uh, you know, including my own problems, my own financial problems. I was like side hustling, you know, trying to make, trying to make an extra dollar for sure. It's no, you made valid points and it's almost like, um, I always say, well, I spoke to someone recently and I asked them, I said, what, what, why was Apple ever, a big thing when you already had a sort of um i think it was acorn <laughs> acorn computers was around when apple was you had all these various fruits and vegetables pop up out of nowhere um and then you know uh they became big now you could argue why would they become big because it's a different operating system what made them special um the argument is is that they innovated that's the that's the thing if you're going to do something the, i i believe in this i think if you're going to do something exceptional you need to be different. And I, I believe there's a quote I saw recently, and I think it's really probably the listeners, listeners might step back and really think about this. And I think it's a brilliant quote. If you always did what you always, sorry, if you always do what you always did, you'll always be what you always were. However, if you do things differently, you'll be something else. And I think that's a really good quote because I think that if you step out of your comfort zone and you want to be, you want to beat that end game boss and find the strategy that does it, so to speak, in gaming terms, then if you do that, then the money will probably come because innovation can actually work around anything in my eyes. And I think that if you do find that way, it's not easy. But if you look at it as a challenge, you know, it's, I think the most difficult part comes is like, I've got a family. It's obviously you've got that um, responsibility of income. And, yep. you know, that's always a problem. But if you can somehow do both do both and sidetrack that in your mind and focus on what's important, which is the innovation, not just cashing in, then that will come. I believe I do. I really do believe that. Um, it's easier said than done. I know. I know but I, I listen, I, when I started off, my parents could have offered me money and I didn't want anything for five years. I literally, my wife, you know, she'll vouch for me on this. I reinvested everything. She was the breadwinner. She was the head of department at a school. I had nothing and she supported me and kind of things have flipped because she's an alternative therapist. So I supported her she got we've got an alternative therapy clinic at the back of the house so i supported her cool. we're both now entrepreneurs doing different things um but yeah definitely i think the main key with this to get out there is if you've got an idea and you know you're only here once you might regret it if you've got the capability of doing it so just have a go because there's a lot of people out there with great ideas just confidence and 
work just ethic and and the yeah. ability to push past like not getting it done you know i was gonna make a oh. joke but tell me tell me i'm not the only one that you know we'd have one computer maybe three buddies around the same computer one person's playing the other two are kind of his walkthrough it was streaming before streaming right and we would take turns because the game was so hard uh that you know you needed all three minds kind of like working through the puzzles oh, and the strategy yeah. And you might play this level you saved at the save point before the boss. And you might play it 300 times before you executed some sequence of moves or a puzzle that eventually got you past the boss. And it's like yeah. that that resilience, that relentlessness to, mm. you know, you know, it's beatable. It's, it's a game. It's be beatable. You've seen people beat it. Um, that relentlessness to push through that and to figure it out, even if it takes 300 times, is something that a lot of the, I don't even want to say it's the younger generation, just people in general miss uh, when it comes to this. And that's the difference. I'm willing to do what they're not, which is to try this 300 times until I get it right, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, or to figure it out. And I, that's really the difference. It's not that I'm genius. It's not, it's, it's, it's innovation caused by, there's a problem here. I'm going to try to fix it. I'm going to try 300 times till I, till I figure out a solution, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, my, 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 my interns have got a really, uh, I think I think they think I'm crazy because I've got so many statements. I've got sayings up in the warehouse and the unit and all these different statements on the walls because I'm a firm believer in subliminal messages and how it can influence yeah. you in certain ways. And, um, I, you know, um, kind of it's if it, if it, usually if it's difficult, it's worth doing. And, you know, um, exactly what you've just said. And I, I think these things are actually equally as important as running a business because, you know, I know that Virgin, uh, Richard Branson, he employed a company called Fuel. And this is when I, I actually did work for a few companies in London. I've not gone into that because it's mostly corporate. But uh, they would, this company Fuel would put uh, images of um, certain things that were strategically put in the building to increase uh, productivity and positivity. And it's a massive business. And it's, you know, at the time, it was such a fad. And a th if you said that to sort of the generation prior to me, they'd go, what, what, what does that even mean? Now it's kind of like more accepted. People accept these things as, as logic. But, you know, all these different ways of looking at a business, people need to understand they've got to step outside of the, the zone or the, the lane and really observe and see, well, is it just about uh, getting something from A to B or is there more than one viable route? And I suppose this is why I'm doing what I'm doing with the whole chat with external traffic because I'm going outside and looking outside in. Um, yeah, well, so no, let's 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 pause right there. Once again, shout out to our sponsor for today's episode, FullScale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. If you're looking to scale your software team, um, FullScale.io is a place to start. Um, amazing company, and without them, uh, you know, this show wouldn't be possible. Um, Back to back to this conversation here. Let's talk. Let's let's take a, a step into uh, you know as we as we run out the show in the next ten or fifteen minutes or so, talking about in, ex increasing your external traffic. And you know, on Amazon, yeah. this is a conversation we're having all the time. It's it's um, what are all yep. the other things you're doing? Okay, well, this isn't working. Well, are we trying anything else? Like, because if we're not, I don't want to just sit here and keep wasting my time yeah. talking about the problem. You know, so it's like, what are all the things we're doing? Pinterest a great off Amazon external traffic, you know, that's where that external traffic is coming from. Um, let's talk about Pinformative. Like we, we really just haven't even taken time talking about Pinformative. We've alluded to it. Um, yeah. But what are you exactly doing for brands? And, um, you know, what are you guys researching? What are you developing? What are you guys pushing yeah. out? What, what, let's talk about Pinformative. Okay, yeah, sure. Well, um, just to kick it off, um, I started Pinformative because I could see the potential with Pinterest. And I believe that um, what we're trying to do is utilize Pinterest uh, and work with, because we are working with them. We've got contacts now on Pinterest. And we, we're trying to, they are the middle. We, we see them as the middleman. If you imagine a spider's web, we see them right in the middle of every e-com social media platform. And I think that they've got the potential to funnel traffic. or we pr We've proven they've got the potential to funnel traffic anywhere because... What Pinterest offers that other places don't is uh, freedom of TOS in an ethical way. So you can you can spin off a lot of velocity of traffic from five angles and pin that onto a, a board with an affiliated pin that goes straight to your Amazon listing, which could bump it up on the A9 algorithm. Uh, so what what I mean primarily what Pinformative is I mean if you had to summarize it because I know you have to put these things in a encapsulated one sentence we're an e we, we basically uh, we are a, a, a a PPC 
based agency that works with e-learning uh, along with Pinterest and we're developing uh, with developers and engineers and creatives. And that, okay. that's, pretty, that's pretty much it, but we're doing things differently. We're kind of not coming from it from an aesthetic lifestyle angle. We're coming at it as an angle where we're actually built our own um, our own internal software called PinNet. And it's not something we spoke about yet. It's still in, in, in beta stage, but it's utilizing metadata within video imagery. Um, we've got some cool things on scaling and organic alg- algorithms. Um, there's a lot more science behind it than you know than, than I can go into because I'd be here for an hour. But basically, with my background with JavaScript and you've got Adobe as well with Animate, we can combine all these things and create something more interactive for the user, especially where I think things are going, not only mm, with Pinterest, Metaverse, everything. Mm. It's, you know, I mean, you've got talk of metaverse with Shopify, Facebook. That is a thing. You've got, you, you, you've got your um, uh, NFDs and people uh, don't understand what they are yet. But I can see where all this is potentially going, you know, yep. player play one style. I can see it happening. You know, what's crazy is that, like, you know, grow, first, first as kids, we're nerds. We're super nerds. <laughs> oh, we yeah. Care, we care about this stuff. Then all of a sudden we're cool because Hollywood makes nerds cool. <laughs> and and silicon valley makes nerds cool and rich uh you know and then business as a whole so e-commerce is transitioning to e-commerce which everyone you know in a big way i think even in in store is like has elements of e-commerce at this point it's just commerce now because it's all connected sure uh but then you know the next step is then bringing it almost back to video games uh, so all of bu- you know all of business will be um, or a lot of money in business comes back to video games and 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 NFTs and like think about the the early tech adopters sure there's the investors getting involved and things like that but it's guys like me and you girls like me and you um, you know playing games um, and and the world's coming back full circle to there you know Sims yeah, was a definitely. Sims was, Sims was a phenomenon where people jumped oh. into living these lives through this digital world for a while and World of Warcraft and you know we're here at the <laughs> beginning of these things taking over people's lives and yeah. what's going to come back is it's going to come back to a virtual world where money and and dollars and currency is being exchanged at a high level and it's like hey money is going to be actually in the hands of, of developers like us um it's exciting it's it's crazy like to me it's it's really cool it's not that hard to imagine as a star trek like you know i grew up watching star trek and seeing that stuff now we have the ipad and we have this and we have that it's all like it was all like kind of created in star trek in some ways um and i think of the stuff now ready player one uh you know we're creating that reality i was just gonna say that yeah and there's that that film out with uh ryan reynolds i can't remember what it's called recently and he's an ai bot um Blue shirt guy. Anyway, it's a similar sort of thing. He puts the shades on, the glasses and everything. You know, you grab some money, you put it in a box. But this is why, you know, I think that all these things are connected. And uh, moving forwards, I've just got this thesis and and, and predicted uh, ideology of where I believe things are going to go. Connected. Um, and, And you said it as well, video game. This is another thing is that people are getting scared of videos, but I believe with content refresh, video algorithms are the future because um, it's just because people get scared by the idea of creating this full feature length video. I've, I've done my research with people and, and they go, a video, oh God, you know, it's too much work in that. That was moving things on your screen where you have to actually do more work than an image. No, because you've got the, you've, you've obviously got Canva and Tailwind and all these different companies now popping up, especially in affiliation, because we, we've got them as a, uh, partner com- affiliated partner companies as well so we understand what's going on and what's fresh but where they're going it's kind of like you can automize uh, images on a, 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 an ai based uh, software platform now that will create a video even with a uh, you know with it's an compilation AI. of images and yeah but it's cool. not the thing is a lot of people just look at the aesthetics again where in theory even if you just move something from a to b there's still a 25 to 30 frame rate and within each single frame in one second is a vast amount of data. Hmm. So the potential in one second it completely outweighs an image on a video. And I can see where that's going as well. That's why we're trying to utilize, you know, pin net and we're trying to, you know, scale things well, organically. I'm going to send you this video I did on YouTube where I'm predicting Amazon ahead of time. And now video oh, cool. has taken over. Not that it was genius craziness, but it was talking about, you know, they, they, 
they push it toward hearing impaired and all of these different reasonings, you know, for adding captions to your video and being able to watch in the bathroom on the toilet, uh, you know, with the sound off and watch the video on Facebook, whatever. Um, but really, it's just all these all these algorithms and marketplaces planning for using video search uh, and being, you know, so that it's being able to search the videos live through the captions and it'll be search indexed by the captions and, and the, you know, the, the alt text and things behind in the videos. Yeah. I think I just really think that's coming um, if it's not here already. But like, you know, that's why they're pushing all these brands to it. And so um, whether yeah. you're, you know, if you were a first mover on Amazon when it came to video, you were getting advertising costs at like next to free uh for a while before everyone else jumped on the bandwagon and, and you know well, brands that were innovative and moving were, were killing it it's funny you should say that because uh, i was in the conference in amsterdam the ecom conference the orange click and uh, they put a competition up there and we had to join up in tables of five there was a few hundred people in this room and we had to come up with the best hack uh, that we could find clean hack of amazon and ironically we won me and these five guys, I don't, I've never even seen three of them again. Uh, one was from Switzerland, and we won. And it was all to do with the video algorithm on Lifestyle, on Life, sorry, on uh, Amazon US and how to scale quickly up to the top with 20,000, 30,000 uh, views using that algorithm. And it, it's not, when you when you break these things down, it's not rocket science. It's just like you say, I mean, I've had a discussion. I don't even know Danny McMillan. He's a friend of mine, and we've had discussions. I mean, I've been at the back of the room. He's been at the forefront, obviously, for a while, and I've started speaking to him more and more about what I'm doing. He's actually pulling me out a little bit because I'm a bit of a, a geek with a, night, a nightmare agenda. People don't know how to handle us. I understand. Uh, I, I, I understand. Mean, I'm, I'm not great at networking. I'm getting there. It was kind of like we're actually going to be uh, we're going to be showcasing at Prosper, and it's gone from me too. I'll be there. I'm speaking oh, cool. first time. So this is oh, so brilliant. I'm two years into pushing myself out there. So I might be a little ahead of you as far as getting out from behind, but I'm two years maybe like it's oh, the wow. pandemic even with this podcast um last year was a big networking year for me even that's you know that's how we connected um where i just was like we're doing cool shit like on amazon here in the midwest like with my small team um Brilliant. i want to be involved you know and 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 more so involved not because i need business my business is growing that was part of the problem i don't need yeah. to come out i don't need to come out of the dungeon if i'm growing my business and <laughs> yeah I'm, and I'm profitable but there's yeah. something about I like the industry. I like the community. I like yeah. I'm going to get more support and have more help and have more colleagues. And I enjoy that part, the, the fueling part of talking to like minded people like myself. Um, and so it's I'm been good. There. I'm yeah, getting there. <laughs> let me help you. Let me help in what way I can. We're going to get like a beer or something at Prosper. Uh, that's cool. So you'll be in you'll be in Prosper in March. So, yeah, we've got a booth. Um and uh, I've got a little hack I'm bringing with me. Hopefully it's a bit different because I like to engage people. You know, I want to do something different, not just a banner. I want to do something a okay, bit well, different. Okay, well, I got a tip for you right here live on the show. In uh, this, it can get a little, a little pricey, I think, like booking stuff through them. I'm not sure. I don't do a booth because I like to be on the move and I don't have something to sell like that. I'm afraid the yeah. customers that come by my booth would be the ones I don't want. But uh like it's it's about couches okay or like chairs so like the booths that do well at prosper have like some kind of like chairs or couches or something for people to sit because we walk 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 yeah at the trade that's shows a brilliant tip. that's a brilliant well we have got circular tables to represent pins okay and we've we've gone for circular because it's more of as long as there's a place to sit yeah well i want i want to speak to people who want to speak to me and sit down with them and have a chat and i think that's important i want to face-to-face -face discussion rather than just stood there because I think it's very formal you're not relaxed and also um, I, I know what you're saying I've been to these exhibitions where they have sort of the square you know tables at the front and it's kind of very um, uh, what's the word uh, border line you yeah. know it's kind of like here's us here's you and so we're trying to we are trying to make it more of a comfortable area to be able to discuss things and see I just you know, remember I hung out at the Gatita booth yeah. the whole time because I was just like they had couches and snacks and I was like the food was in, eh, so I was like stealing their snacks, and a lot of people would come by. I was like, I gotta talk to everybody anyway. I just sat at this couch, so that's a freebie. Um, but no, you know, I, might, I. That's a great idea. Ahead. I might, I might get a lot of uh, British snacks sent over there just as a novelty. That's a great idea. You know, every gamer doesn't like to have a Mars bar or a pack of crisps or a can of soda or whatever. Yeah, it's a great idea, actually. Really good idea. Thanks. So you can you can do all the marketing stuff. You can do whatever. But at the end of the day, people are like, "I'll sit yeah. here and talk to you for twenty minutes while you eat your snacks." Easy. <laughs> you know, it's a true gamer right there. Somebody who hits the fridge early in the morning and needs to go and get something. Yeah, I know See? what you mean. There we yeah. go.
um this has been awesome and you know i know this yeah, won't definitely. be the last we hear about pinformative like um you know i think we could keep going and going but it really is the mindset and finding people that are you know as a founder i tell brands all the time like i don't even work with me too brands anymore like you know that was the early days like i'm really just looking for the projects now at this point that fuel me and the projects that are um the, the key to success across whether it's pinformative my business whoever it's being innovative isn't like pushing yeah. the limit yeah. um you know even if the thing you've in in uh like you know you were talking about the operating systems that came and went right but the reason they were successful the reason why people wanted them was it was innovative it was new it was it was a change exactly. you know exactly i mean i remember um, when, when they came up with the first ipad ipod and uh you know touchscreen what's this i mean that was like a, a novelty in itself I, I, and they've always done that i mean okay you, you you know people do moan sometimes that apple doesn't have such a feature that it should have but they've always been different and that's the mm. whole thing. If you bring, if you're different, you stand out. Um, and if you can find those niches, those uh, low hanging fruits, they call them or gems. You know, I think that's a great area to work in because usually there's less hassle. It's more difficult, but it's worth doing. That's okay. What I so think. you got to take your own advice. Well, one, that's your sign off. But two, you got to take your own advice. It says, uh, if you're different, uh, that's how you stand out, right? And so yeah. there, there's your call to networking and your call to come out of the shadows a little bit. You know. Okay. Uh, you know, we're different. We're different. We're innovators. We're trailblazers, yeah. uh, you know, creating stuff that people haven't seen or at least seeing things in a way that people haven't seen them. And um, that's something I'm learning uh, just as someone that was think about it, like grew up in Africa, redheaded, um, came yeah, back wow. here, you know, just where do you fit in? You're weird. You're weird. You're different. You're a nerd. You know how, you know, computers, computers aren't cool. Girls don't care about that, you know. Um, and now at 35, uh weird and different it can result in a lot of money <laughs> number one uh yeah. but also it's it's the only thing uh it's the only thing that matters really in the world is is being yourself and um you know uh our, our little quirks are, are something that solve a lot of problems you know whatever that looks like so um not at least yeah. that's i'm motivating myself right get out there and just be drew um you know it's like uh it's not about being polished at these things. It's about like, look, in the world we're in now as founders, I'm talking to the founders that are listening or anyone that's in there is like, um, you can be whatever you want to be in the in the digital world. Like, you know, you can create whatever you want to create. So, yeah. um, you know, chase that down. And 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 uh, what where's the fun? You know, where's the fun in that exit? You liked that, so, didn't you? You did yeah, like that. Yeah, really. I'm going to hold that. <laughs> I'm going to hold that. I, I promise you, Matt. Like, uh, where's the fun in that? It's a simple answer that says a lot to me um and know, also because... another one another one people say to you they, you know you'll get people who don't have that entrepreneurialism they'll say why are you doing that and my answer is why not and they can why never not? answer you why not because if you've got a fundamental idea or you've got you know exactly where you're going if you've got that focus and focus is is the word i believe you've got to have a focus absolutely you, you know that's the word of the of the of the uh, whatever century yeah. century yeah and i think if you've got that then uh why not you know, just keep going. So I think it's been one of my one of my secret weapons has been oh, yeah. being being in Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, I love my city, you know, but we're two million in the middle of the country. We're not in L.A. We're not in San Francisco. We're not. Yeah. We're not in New York. We're not, you know, Chicago. Um, and it has been that I have way less things trying to take my focus. Not that I can't be, you know, yeah. lose focus here because anybody can in any situation, you know, girls and and the bars or money or family or hobbies or, you know, whatever the case can lose your focus. But um, it's been a blessing to be in the Midwest where, you know, my focus has been instead of Brilliant. seeing what everyone else is doing and all the other agency owners and founders are doing. And, you know, these Silicon Valley parties are like, you know, I'm not seeing any of that. Uh, and, you know, it's just been like I'm doing my thing my way. Um, and I built something cool, I think, because of that. And so it's something I see as a strength now, maybe when I didn't, that, you know, I wasn't getting that exposure, you know, like, blah, blah, blah. Mm. I also see my friends struggle when they compare themselves too much to other founders or other business owners because they're around all of that distractions, you know? So yeah, focus. that noise. Yeah, I, I think that's you huge, and, and you know Gary V. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Gary V's too. Yeah. You know, and that's the currency of the future. Like the the magic skill. If you want to have a skill, you're like, okay, what are all the skills I can have? What's you know, what do I need in 2022 to be successful? It's focus. It's, I think it's, it's very difficult as well. I know that you you probably want to get off now soon, but I, th I think I'd say what on uh, basically on what you've just said to add to that is yeah. that um, 
with the world that we live in, especially with um, social media so uh, rife, and obviously your phone is in front of you, it's so difficult now to focus if you don't um, have a set routine or you know Habits. kind of. Yeah, exactly. And and you know, going back years, twenty years, it would be a cigarette packet on a on a on a table in front of you know a guy sat having his meal because you could smoke inside. Now it's a mobile phone, and it's a different type of habit. So focus is. I feel. I feel. I do feel a bit for Gen Zs and millennials. I think that all this, all these things going on. You know, you got TikTok, Snapchat, all these things happening, and your phone beeping. It can become overwhelming, and you will lose your focus. So. I think that if you can have some structure to these things and 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 try and streamline it a bit better, that's the word. Then, um, yeah, you can get focused. But it, I, I do feel for the younger generation with this because I think that there's so much going on now with tech. It's uh, it's hard to sort of navigate sometimes. Yeah, so, and I honestly give us a little bit of uh, I say us as in our generation a little bit more leniency because we yeah. are the first generation. Uh, I feel like you know, as kids or young people to go through all of this, this change, the social media, e-commerce, uh, you know, all of the inputs, like, I mean, we are literally can get internationally, you know, advertised to now um, from all over the world. And there's just so many inputs. And we're the one we're the generation having to figure out what that balance looks like, you know, yeah. and it's like yeah. a little over and then bring it back and then over and then bring it back. And yeah. um, hopefully we can teach a little bit to the younger generation. But I'm proud of us. Uh, if, we're, if I'm a millennial, um, you know, one of our things is we're, we're doing something that civilization has never had to do. And I think that's, um, you know, seeing technology advance at a level that's, that's, uh, insane compared to oh, the past, you know, absolutely. So. <laughs> that was, that's the word. It is insane. And if you've come, like you say, from the generation we have, uh, I would go out and I would play with my field, uh, play with my friends on a field. And then I'd come back, but we are talking about a generation that started with, with ones and zeros and the fundamental building blocks of the digital age, and now we're here. Uh, there's not—I don't think there's as many people that understand that transfer. It's almost like on a on a refined level of building a, a structure of a house, people understand there's different brick types. But we were there when the sand was made. Yeah. Uh, so I, I get where you're coming from with that. Completely understand. I love it, guys. I'm going to have all of Matt Parker's information in the links. Um, you heard he's going to be at Prosper. Shout out. Um, I'm going to be at that booth checking those UK snacks, of course. I'm going to get some. Uh, yeah. I'm speaking on Monday, so I'd love to see cool. you there. I'm yeah, going to be talking about uh, how to build your brand. Um, so it's going to be a fun, just like one-on-one combo about really putting together the ideas behind, you know, getting a, a thought together for, for a project and putting it together and creating a brand story. Um, it's been a pleasure having you on the show, Matt. Thank you. Um, oh, you too. I know it won't be the last time. Yeah, no, no, it's been brilliant. Great, great chat. Thank, thanks, Drew. Yeah, we'll see you next time, listeners. And uh, shout out again to our sponsor, FullScale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. See ya. Startup Hustles brought to you by FullScale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time. Like we do it.